This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geology Final Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, everyone. This is Chris. Uh, yes. Hi, Jesse here. Come on. Killing it, buddy. Jesse's a little tired today. Jesse's been moving lumber around all day. Yeah, and it's like a heat index of like 107 or something here in Philly today. <laughs> it was toasty. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the premier geology podcast, the Geology Flannel Cast. Hope everyone's having a great day today. Yeah, we're going to talk about another hot and humid place today. Am Maybe I right? So humid. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 The Roman Lake. Wet and wild, if you will. <laughs> The Roman Lake. I never heard it referred to as that. Did you just make that up, or is that like a legit? Um, that's something like that. During the height of the Roman Empire, they controlled basically, yeah, all of the, the coasts. So. All of the, wait for it, Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. We're going to be covering the Mediterranean Sea today. That was a terrible introduction, but here we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the thing is, you try. I, I like the Roman Lake better. Yeah. I I don't know if I, I made that up or not, but let's 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 coin that did. phrase if you did. Yeah, let's <laughs> just roll with it, you know. All right, um, I'm in. Yeah. Give me credit. So, so yeah. Who wants to start off? <laughs> well, the Medi- Mediterranean Sea, you know, it's it's one of those things you're like, okay, it's been around forever. We've all seen maps like the Straits of Gibraltar, you know, it's kind of narrow and it's not out of the realm of possibility two, two miles wide ish right something like that so let's it's not out of the realm of possibility professionals here I, i'm gonna get the exact number let's see to, to think that at some point you know that may have gotten uh congested or clogged up or with know. african elephants yeah well yeah well, we'll, we'll get, get to that <laughs> spoiler alert thank yeah. you yeah uh, um, oh, nine miles wide at, at its narrowest point. You were way off. Yeah, way off. Not in order of magnitude, though. No. So, so you have that influence. Nine miles of uh, access to the Atlantic Ocean. So the Atlantic Ocean is coming on in, coming on out. Whatever. You have all these rivers and streams from Europe, North Africa, uh, the Middle East, all pouring into the Mediterranean Sea. But it's hot there. You know, the rock of Gibraltar hanging out. Yeah, you're, you're talking. You're you're getting a lot of the solar radiation there. So, the gazindas, if you will, to to put it in South Philly terms, from all the streams and the water input from Europe and uh, Africa and the Middle East, versus the evaporation from the sun, is a net of get this. Minus four feet a year. Whoa. So if you were to cut that off from the Atlantic Ocean, the Mediterranean Sea would sink by four feet a year from evaporation. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Right. That's a lot. When I read that, I was like, that is huge because the Mediterranean Sea isn't like, you know, a puddle. (laughs) Look, yeah, it's um, it's no joke. It's no Caspian Sea. No offense to the Caspian Sea. Uh, Uh, 
no offense. Uh, the the volume <laughs> of the Mediterranean Sea just offended all the Caspian Sea fans out there. Thank you very much, Jesse. Uh, sure. it alienating another sect of our fan base. But uh, <laughs> I mean, the Caspian Sea is the world's largest uh, sea, right? Body restricted inland inland body of water. Ooh, boy. Firing yeah. on all cylinders here. All right. Hey, but yeah, what, what's what the, the what's the water volume? Hit me with it. All right. Uh, basically, let's just make it a nice round number here. Three point eight million cubic kilometers. Whoa. Do you know what the you know what the water volume of the Caspian Sea is? Hit me with it. Seventy eight thousand. Seventy eight thousand cubic kilometers. Yeah. Which compared to the Mediterranean Sea. I think I stand vindicated that it's pretty weak. <laughs> Medi- strong Mediterranean Sea. Strong. <laughs> yeah. So to put that in terms of, you know, us Americans, uh, it's like a million cubic miles of water in the Mediterranean. A million cubic miles. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, a, cu- a cubic mile is just hard to fathom of water. That's a lot of water. Yeah, that means nothing to me, honestly. Like the, a million cubic, a million cubic miles. Yeah, is just kind of like, that. That's that could be money. Lake million, Erie or the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I I don't know what. Yeah, that's a good point. Lake Erie is not that deep though. That's true. I think the average depth of Lake Erie is less than two hundred feet. So, um, that's just me spitballing of eating at lots of diners off the coast of Lake Erie. Yeah, but uh, is the deepest point. There you go. See that. Water volume of Lake Erie. You want to talk about a weak <laughs> lake? <laughs> 480 cubic kilometers. That's it. 480. We're talking 3.8 million here at the Mediterranean Sea. Get your yeah. yeah Lake Erie's like Lake two, Erie two cubic yeah. miles. Come on. I, Come I on, mean, son. <laughs> even, even Lake Superior is pretty weak. 12,000. That's yeah, and they call them the Great Lakes. Yeah. Anyway, not to diss the Great hey, Lakes either. <laughs> what other lakes can we badmouth while we're at it? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Let me tell you about that smelly Great Salt Lake. I mean, while we're at yeah. <laughs> compared to the Mediterranean Sea, we could just name all of them and just <laughs> go off. Nothing compares to the Great Roman Lake. All right, that's that's right. Yeah, that is right. So, uh, so the Mediterranean Sea has been there for a while, but then it kind of wasn't for, uh, I don't know, geologically a hot second. What would you call it? A, a little while, a tidbit, short Long piece, a wee bit, a jiffy, a jiffy. Yeah. <laughs> geologically speaking. Um, well, it's, uh, we should probably, uh, uh, get into like kind of. The, the start of the Mediterranean Sea, just, just real fast. Uh, we got some cool, cool, interesting stories about kind of more, more of the, the recent history of the Mediterranean Sea, but um, basically how the Mediterranean Sea formed is it's the result of the subduction of the African plate going underneath the Eurasian plate. Um, Always leads back to tectonics. Really does. Everything's going to eventually, yeah, lead back to tectonics. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a love-hate relationship with plate tectonics. Yeah, what do you what do you hate about it? That's always moving. 
Just stay still. Hang figure, out. figure out what you're doing. Just chill out. Uh, and it's always, yeah. I, I like to think of how things work. And then in the end, it's, you know, you, you start drilling down layers and you're like, eh, play tectonics. Oh, come on. Yeah, but if play tectonics stops, we're all be doomed. Bad. Yeah, it'd be bad. <laughs> so, so all right. that's why I love it. Yeah, it is a love hate. I like it. I'm with you. I'll sit here on my passive margin and just let the rest of the plates around the planet move. I like that. I also consider myself quite the passive margin. <laughs> just, uh, it's just easier to work on the passive margin, right? Oh, really there, there's a new geology flannel cast t-shirt for you right there. GS, <laughs> GSE Thornberg, the passive margin. <laughs> Why make it than- harder for yourself? Just, you know, just going yeah. along with the ride. Slow and steady wins the race, right? Yep. All right. So uh, we can basically, we can look at, uh, so Pangea starts breaking up. We're dealing like the Mesozoic era. So during the Triassic period, uh, everything's kind of separating. The Atlantic Ocean's opening up and uh, uh, African and Eurasian plates separate from the North American plate. And then... Uh, so then you also, during this time, you start getting separation of the African plate from the Eurasian plate. And then, uh, so, but then if you fast forward to the Cretaceous period, then the African and Eurasian plates start to converge and come together. Uh, and uh, we start closing up the Tethys ocean basin. And now the remnants of that ancient ocean are called the Mediterranean Sea. So that's, we got a uh, about two hundred and fifty million years of evolution right there of the uh, of the Mediterranean Sea. Just real fast, and it was like three sentences. <laughs> it, and you, if you, yeah, if you ever look at a, the map, I think NASA put it out a while ago. Maybe it was NASA, NOAA, maybe it was USGS. I don't know one of those one of those government entities um, where you can see. We always use it in teaching seafloor spreading, the age of ocean crust <clears throat> these you can see really well at the mid-ocean ridge where it's young and then it gets progressively older and <clears throat> essentially the atlantic ocean the margins are really old mm-hmm. and but you look in the mediterranean sea and they're really old com- compared mm-hmm. to it it's it's very similar to the margin of the atlantic because they're both to so that tethys aged seafloor Hmm. Yeah. So the Mediterranean know, you... Sea kicking been kicking it since uh 250 million years ago ish. Ah, uh, young little maybe a little bit less than that, but uh ish. This is around it all. Yeah, it was preceded by the Paleothelith Ocean. E T H T H Y S Paleothelith. I can't pronounce Paleotethus. Yes, it's a paleotethis. It just I feel like there's an extra T in there. Nope. I just yeah. Nope. I just need glasses. <laughs> yeah. Between the, the Cambrian and early Triassic. So, you know, there there's there's been water there for a bit. Yeah. Um so but uh as we're we were saying, the uh the Mediterranean Sea. So, okay, that, that's kind of the formation. We're not going to um, spend this uh, podcast too much talking about like the, the tectonics of the, the formation of this thing. 
Mediterranean Sea's got an interesting story about uh, five million years ago. And uh, some weird stuff starts happening um, that uh, has been observed at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. So if you look at the fossil record at about that five million year mark, you see that there's uh, marine fossils at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, uh, you hit that five million year mark, and then all of a sudden the, the, the fossils change. It's, uh, you're, not, you're not getting that, that marine influence anymore. The other thing that happens is that you start getting evaporite deposits at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. So it's like, wait a minute, hold the phone here. Why are we getting like uh, salt deposits and, and gypsum and stuff like that at the, at the bottom of the, uh, of the Mediterranean Sea? That's kind of weird. That means that there's evaporation going on. And last time I checked, you don't get too much evaporation going on at the, uh, at the bottom of, the, at the bottom of a, uh, a large body of water, right? That would be weird. So something would have to be going on. And then on top of it, kind of along the perimeter of the Mediterranean Sea there, there's uh, coming off of the rivers draining um, uh, into the Mediterranean Sea. There's some like canyons. Yeah, like down cutting. Yeah, like down cutting, gorges and stuff like that. I guess what's the difference between a canyon and a gorge? I never really thought about this. Is there a- One's, one's oh. just pretty. The other one's gorgeous. Gorge. Is there a diff- <laughs> is there a difference between canyon and gorge, or is it just like a? Well, you wouldn't see like the Grand Gorge to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, maybe a canyon is bigger. Than a Probably gorge? semantics. Semantics. Yeah, the canyon's bigger. Canyon's wider. I feel like a gorge is very There's, like yeah narrow, steep. A canyon is wider than it is tall. No, I just made it? that up. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, let's see difference between canyon and gorge. Um, well, Chris is looking this up since he's obviously off of our perfectly formatted outline. Let's uh, take a moment to thank our sponsors, the formatting formula oh, for thank you for being our wonderful sponsor formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula for all of your word document formatting needs. Anything from uh, just helping you, just with simple questions all the way to going to their YouTube channel and honestly learning to teach yourself how to do a ton of different uh, aspects of word, you know, well beyond anything I thought was even capable. So check them out formattingformula.com. Make sure you tell them that the geology flannel cast sent you. Yeah. All right. What's the difference between a gorge and a Canyon? Canyon's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Canyon is uh, considered larger than a gorge. How about that? There's your uh, geomorphology lesson for the day right there. Uh, They're both deep valleys, uh, you know, both form through the process of erosion and stuff like that. Just, uh, uh, huh. Often gorges are associated with rivers while canyons are not. What? Uh, In Europe, however, the term gorge is more preferred. Oh, that's like Verdun Gorge in France. Okay. Um, what the heck's going on with canyons? Erosions of weather across the canyons. Uh, I want to. It sounds like it's semantic. Why would you not get like river <laughs> formation with, with canyons? I got to look into this. 
Uh, I'm pretty it, sure there's a river at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. That's what I was saying. That's what I, was, I know this website I'm looking at is. But, yeah, uh, Rado. So according to this shady website that I'm looking at, they're saying yeah. the canyon is bigger than the gorge. Let's so, just leave it at that. Okay. Anyway, so the Mediterranean has evidence that base level dropped, meaning the the water in the in the Mediterranean went away because yeah. all of a sudden you Why started you having this down cutting. These gorges and or canyons, depending on how wide they are. Say gorge because they said gorge is preferred in, in uh, Europe. Yeah. When in Rome. Last time I checked, when you when, have when river, in the Roman lake, use the word when gorge. It, when in Rome, exactly. <laughs> Last time I checked, whenever you have a uh, uh, whenever you have a river flowing into a larger body of water, like the Mediterranean Sea, perhaps the water just kind of diffuses in there. You don't have a river flowing at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. That would be weird. All right. So you know, something's got to, you, you would have to, base levels got to change. Something's, something's going on there. All right. And, and we have evidence around the planet that the entire planet base level didn't change. So it was just in this Mediterranean Sea, just in this basin. Mm-hmm. So something, something happened to where, the water was going away, but obviously there's still water entering into the Mediterranean Sea in these basins enough to do this down cutting. So water's still going into the sea, but the net going in is not equal to the net going out. Yes. So we're, we're losing more than we're putting in. So now all of a sudden you have this a million cubic miles of water that's down to a lot, a lot, lot less. A lot, lot less. <laughs> so, uh, so that starts going on, and then um, let's talk about the evaporites that that start occurring. Um, so, uh, you know, the evaporites are coming from evaporation. So you can kind of <laughs> right. That's a real uh, mind blowing statement right there. Uh, like, we, you know, we touch the topics that no one dares to here at the geology flannel cast. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so the evaporation is going on. Where do you get evaporation? Uh, you're not going to get evaporation at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea, right? Things would have to start, like you'd have to start getting, once again, that base level lowering down to get all these, you know, salt and gypsum deposits. So there's all these, uh, lines of evidence there kind of um, pointing towards, you know, something, something changed there at the, uh, along the Mediterranean sea. So there was uh, in the 1970s um, there was a geologist um, by the name of uh, Kenneth Sue, who uh, was, uh, and I forget the other geologists along the uh, on his little research cruise there. Little research cruise. There's actually a major, major expedition. They're on, on this the, uh, uh, re- research vessel called the Glomar Challenger. In the, so in the 1970s, they started investigating this, and yep, they 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 started coring the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea, and bingo, started finding all this stuff. You know, confirmed the the fossil. They had had good. Uh, uh, evidence of the, the fossil change there going from marine to 
non-marine influence and then on top of that back to a marine influence so something's going on where the the marine life is hanging out in the ocean then all you know or i'm sorry it's hanging out in the mediterranean sea and then all of a sudden something happens and blocks the uh that blocks the marine life from going into the mediterranean sea and and then all of a sudden then just just kind of reappears again um and then um uh, yeah, so the evaporite deposits and the, uh, and the, um, the evidence of those gorges. There. Yeah, I'm going to butcher these names, but it's Lucian Monadert, Daniel Bernoulli, uh, Maria Bianca Sita, Albert Erickson, Robert E. Garrison, Robert B. Kidd, Frederick. Oh, there's a lot of. Umlauts and Millaries. Germans. Uh, Carla Mueller and Rami Wright were on that uh, paper. The, the history of the Mediterranean salinity crisis. Uh, when was this? Crisis. Yeah. Crisis. I don't, I don't even know when this paper was. That's a very strong word. This that's, that's, the t- that's the title of this paper, man. Imagine if you were a fish. Yeah, right. Yeah, if I was a fish, it'd be a crisis, but I'm not a fish. <laughs> if you were whatever our ancestors were living living there five million years right. ago. If I was anything but a brine shrimp in the Mediterranean Sea at this point, I would say this is a freaking crisis. This is this is this is not good. Um yeah, but I think this paper was in the 70s. The, the, the earliest reference I can find in this paper is 75. Yeah, that, 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 that's or that's the latest, I should there. say. Yeah. It's a crisis. Um, is the Global crisis. Challenger, is, is that still uh, still chugging along? Don't Doing its thing? think so. I think it was decommissioned. Out, out of service? What are you going to say? <clears throat> well, I just saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you want me to guess? I'm going to say 2014. Uh, 1983. Yeah. 83. Minus um, 40 years. I was pretty close. It was decommissioned and used for scrap metal. Sorry. <sighs> Classic story. Full circle. Replaced by the Glomar Explorer. Oh, okay. Who owns the Glomar Explorer? Less challenging people, more seeing what's out there. Yeah, speaking of ships that were sold for scrap, there was a barn in Massachusetts, I think, uh, that they found in the late 90s that was actually made from the Mayflower. What? What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was like a PBS special. Like they found this barn that had these beams in it, and they they looked at the markings on the beams, and the beams were from the Mayflower. Jeez, oh, these! How about that? Wow. Yeah, is that considered oh. a historic building now. I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> so uh, I've got some bad news about the Glomar Explorer. It was, scra- it was scrapped in 2015. 2015. I was thinking the Explorer, not the Challenger. Wait a minute. Oh, scrapped. I see fate scrapped. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. The Hughes. It was originally named the Hughes Glowmore Explorer after Howard Hughes. 
Yeah, because it was, isn't this the story where... Yeah, the Glomar Challenger was the one where he was, uh, quote-unquote, mining the iron manganese, or the manganese nodules off the bottom of the ocean, but really, they were just trying to rescue, not rescue, but salvage a Soviet sub. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The Explorer or the Challenger? Challenger. No, 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 the Explorer. Explorer, yeah. Was trying to get... I'm, I'm looking at the... Wikipedia page right now. Project yeah, yeah, Ar- Azorian. Uh, that I couldn't have pulled out of my butt that day. But uh, so it here's an interesting thing. I always think of like like who owns these like research vessels. Uh, a company named TransOcean acquired uh, the research vessel in 2010. TransOcean is a publicly traded company. I always you always think of like you know scientific research. He's like. Uh, uh, at least in my head, these like tiny, like small, like not for profit stuff. No, it's a publicly traded company that <laughs> that. Uh, I guess they're hoping to find like the cure for cancer or something. I don't know. Uh, it's uh well, TransOcean is an American company. It's the world's largest offshore drilling contractor based on revenue. And it's wait a minute, it said it's an American company, but it's based in Vernier, Switzerland. How does that make it America? Anyways, um, good day that's australian uh, oh transocean oh transocean was also found partly responsible for the Deepwater horizon yeah sure were that's where i heard of that name yeah. that's why it sounded familiar wow 30 percent i had it totally wrong so they got wow how about this? so glomar also i didn't realize this was it's it's a Glomar response or Glomar denial is, is when a, an official says they yeah, can, either can either confirm, confirm nor deny. Yeah, yeah. That's when that first came out. Yeah. And yeah. was that doing, what was that direct, uh, what administration was that? <laughs> I want to say Carter, but I could be wrong. Uh, the, the, I can Glomar? either. Yeah. Yeah. When they were like, uh, I cannot confirm nor deny this. Well, I mean, when they tried to bring up the sub, it was 68. So that would be Nixon. Nixon. Yeah, way wrong. Yeah. I'm killing it today, gentlemen. I'm telling you. All right. So back to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, No, Lyndon Johnson was in 68. Uh, Nixon was elected right after. He was elected in. He was inaugurated in 69. Got it. Collected in 68. Yeah. All right. So this Glomar drilled holes in the floor of the Mediterranean, found all these evaporite deposits. The only way you get evaporites is if, like Chris put it so eloquently, is if stuff evaporates. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so then the question is, how did all of a sudden the input not equal the output? in the Mediterranean Sea 5.3 million years ago. What what happened? Did the input change? Did all of a sudden it stop raining in Europe or Africa or the Middle East? The answer is no. no. Yes, no. The answer is tectonics. Enter my seat. The answer is tectonics. Uh, so uh, just the, they got, got pinched off from the Atlantic Ocean. To- yep. So that nine miles of the 
Straits of Gibraltar was essentially closed off via tectonics. And they're not 100% sure on what the mechanism was. I mean, they know it's tectonics, but they weren't sure if it was like a gigantic landslide or a slow, gradual closing of it, or at least that that's what my, my research has shown. But it, it shut it off. It shut it off fairly quickly. But yeah. So it looks like, so by the way, I just, I just want to kind of correct myself. I said, it wasn't super off, but uh, I said that the Mediterranean Sea kind of closed off 5 million years ago. It was more like 5.6, which is kind of sure. going to be. Oh, I had, I read 5.3. 5.3 well, is when it opened up. Ah, yeah. uh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. You're right. You're right. Man, we're uh, going to get letters. <laughs> off by 600,000. Yep, people are going to be taking a pen and paper again. Goodness gracious. Um, anyways, um, care of geology flannel cast PO box one, two, three, four. Yeah. Send it to the PO box. It'll be Chris, great. Chris Seminac way, Georgia. Uh, we don't need that. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So it, it closes off 5.6 million years ago. And so it stays, it stays blocked off from the Atlantic ocean for like 300,000 years. And then all of a sudden, 5.3 million years ago, there is a heck of a flood. Um, we have uh, what were the, we, we calculated the numbers for this flood. And we're talking like, think of like, geez, what uh, in modern history would be like the worst flood? Let's see. What do you think? We got... What was that flood oh. in Pennsylvania? That dam burst? Oh, the Johnson. Johnson. So like, that was a bad flood. Yeah, yeah. it was a this bad is, flood. This is going to be nothing. So uh, be I, nothing I will here. submit that the Johnstown flood killed more people. That's a good point. I think zero people, zero homo sapiens died from the, <laughs> from whole, the Mediterranean Sea flooding out. Well, as far, homo, homo who, lineage was not even evolved. They come about three million years ago. So, or, or maybe yeah. they were, but they were just wiped out. Oh, ooh, ooh, good point. Yeah, shoot, probably not. But uh, yeah. So. <laughs> so the the flood started as a trickle, is what the the theory is just like any other flood. So, so you cut off this straits of Gibraltar, then you have the Atlantic ocean all the way on the one side of this dam. You know, that's not going to last long or 300,000 years. Um, it starts off as a trickle and that's all it takes, right? Just erode a little bit, which allows a little bit more water through, which allows a little bit more erosion, which blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, the basin, uh, yeah. At what? How did we calculate it? We had a uh, hundred million cubic meters per second. Hundred million cubic meters a second of water coming in. So, if we were just talking about this before the podcast started, if a hundred million cubic meters per second, no, hundred million, yeah, hundred million cubic meters per second means nothing to you. Congratulations, you are in the majority. Uh, we were just talking uh, during the, before the podcast started that 100 million cubic meters per second means nothing to us either. We're like, we don't, we don't even know like how to, like, what, what is that? What, what is a hundred million cubic meters? That, that's crazy. Um, 
actually, if one of you guys want to check out, this would be interesting. What's the, so we talked about the volume of water in cubic kilometers of Lake Erie. Find that out in cubic meters real fast. It's two. Two cubic meters? Yes. Two, two, no, two cubic miles. Sorry. Two cubic miles. Uh, the Convert water volume. To cubic meters. So in cubic, it's. Uh, People are on the edge of their seats. Like, how I know. Yeah. The, what, what, what I, I had it earlier, 240. What did so, I say? So uh, yeah, water just, volume is, is 480 cubic kilometers. So 480. You want to know it in meters? Yeah, cubic meters. So we can compare like a big lake. Just, like just to put this in perspective. So Niagara Falls uh, does 168,000 cubic meters per minute. Ooh. So 180,000 per minute. 168 per minute. 168,000, yeah. 168,000 per minute. And this is doing a hundred million per second. So yeah, so two two thousand eighty two thousand eight hundred meters per second so, is Niagara um, Falls versus a hundred million. It's a pretty big flood. All right, we did the uh, Jesse. Did you have some numbers? Uh, Lake Erie is four hundred eighty billion cubic meters. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> oh, but that's that's over two Lake Erie's every second. No, no, we're at a hundred million. Lake Erie's four billion. Four hundred eighty billion. Oh, four hundred eighty billion. billion. Sorry, I thought you said four hundred eighty million. Sorry. That's that's a lot of. Yeah. Still a lot. I mean, it is a great lake. We were besmirching it earlier. But we were, but re- regardless, it's, it's come back around and totally redeemed itself. <laughs> But that ends up being 2.38 million but African I, elephants per second. That is true. Um, nothing, nothing makes podcasts more exciting than African just spitting numbers out. <laughs> so basically how this is working is I just did the calculation right now, and it's a, approximately every – it's near, almost perfectly every hour – you're getting one, no, I'm sorry, per second. So every minute, geez, oh, me. Uh, every minute. You're getting a Lake Erie? You're getting a Lake Erie. Whoa. Getting dumped into the Mediterranean Sea during this flood. For uh, six, a third six, of a- Six seconds. For a third of a million years. That's crazy. Every 60 seconds, you're getting a Lake Erie. For three hundred thousand. No, 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 no. That, no, no, no. It, 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 the whole thing flooded in two years. Oh, that's what? right. Yes. Yeah, the whole that, thing that's the estimate. Yeah. Years. Uh, yeah. I've heard five. I've read five, but yeah. What? Um. What was the name of this flood? Like, wait, what's that? What was the name of this flood? What was the name of this flood? Was the the Zanclean flood? Zanclean. Just give it a. An easier to pronounce name. Yeah, um, I think that's it. It begins with a Z anyway. Yeah, it's it's Zanclean or Zanclean flood or Zanclean deluge. 
deluge. I like the deluge. I think, yeah, I think it's a. I like that term deluge. It's a yeah. little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit more than a than a flood. I'd say give it a little more respect. You know, and, and <laughs> to to give some of these scientists some credit, floods like this don't happen, <laughs> or or they they do happen, but they happen every. I don't know. 50 million years or so this is very rare to study floods like like the other they're comparing this to like the chicxulub impact of of flooding events like just the amount of volume of water that that exchange hands that quickly well just i mean it it is interesting to sort of think about uh, the the ecology and and just the environment the ecosystems here it's just such shocks everything dries out it's like a shock to the system mm-hmm. and then you know <clears throat> things start to adapt or stabilize and all of a sudden bam the water's back like imagine being the imagine being the the creature that survived the drying out and be like all right i can i can deal with this and then getting flooded and be like come on <laughs> So the other thing that we didn't we didn't mention was while the Mediterranean Sea was uh, and this is one of the things that caused it to dry out too that helped there was also an ice age going on at the time so that means your ocean level is going to drop and so that can contribute to yeah the the Atlantic not wanting to bash through yeah and also your water just being tied up on land as well you're obviously yeah. still getting water being deposited into the Mediterranean or we never would have had those canyons being carved out. But, you know, like, like we said, the Gazindas is being limited because a lot of it's being locked up in ice and that the uh, influence of the Atlantic ocean is being diminished because that, that base level is dropping because everything's getting locked up in ice. So that it does play a factor. Yeah. So it looks like actually this, uh, this ice age uh, actually had a really big, really big say in this, uh, in the, uh, in the Mediterranean sea drying out. So the, the, the you have a global, um, regression from the ice age, uh, like five ish million years ago. And you had that, that straight of Gibraltar then blocks out the, the Mediterranean sea. So the ice age ends and the, the ocean levels start coming up again, it turns into a, you hit low stand and converts, turns into a, a transgression and eventually as the sea level starts coming up, it's going to start to breach that, that land bridge of that was the, uh, uh, this, the Strait of Gibraltar. So what, uh, what it looks like happened was when the flood begins, it was a rel- it was like a little trickle, it's kind of a, a trickle of a stream. And, uh, and then basically it, it doesn't like, just like, Boom! Just like just start like you know, uh, barraging the Mediterranean Sea with water. It takes some time for this tiny. And, and actually, for it could have taken thousands of years for for this little stream that was breaching the uh, the Strait of Gibraltar to um, just keep on carving it. You know, a deeper and deeper notch, and then uh, eventually it's like boom. And then it kicks in. And but uh, we threw out the statistic of. Uh, two years uh and uh that it took to fill up the mediterranean sea 
So it looks like like 90% of the refilling of the Mediterranean Sea took place in less than two years. And it could have been in as few as only a couple months at the peak of this flood of this like monster deluge, right? Is that what we're calling it? Uh, the Mediterranean Sea could have, the water level could have been rising by more than 10 meters a day. Holy crap. <laughs> you, you, if you were standing on the beaches of the Mediterranean, you would almost have to run. You would see like, yeah. it would, like yeah. you, like it would be coming up that fast. It would, it would, yeah, it would be almost like a high tide coming in. Yeah, but the high tide ends over your head. Yeah, yeah, and the high tide didn't stop for months. Yeah, that's that's insane. And and also with this deluge of water, it eroded a ton of sediment. They, they estimated it eroded 240 cubic miles of sediment, which, you know, I'm sure some of it left the basin, maybe flushed back out into the Atlantic Ocean, but most of it had to stay in the basin. Yeah. So, all you know, they're, they're finding these pockets of like, you know, you, you push all this water in that fast. There has to be areas where the energy of the water is slowing down and then all those deposits are getting deposited there. So. It's just, again, these numbers are almost so big, it's hard to comprehend. 240 cubic miles of sediment. <laughs> it's, it, you, yeah, it's just, um, wow, it's a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot going on for this. Uh, 10 meters a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 10 meters a day. We That's could actually insane. figure if we wanted to, we could sit here and figure out per second, like how many, like how fast per second sea level would be going up. And if you figured, and then the fun thing we could do is if we had the average slope of the Mediterranean Sea, uh, we could figure out how fast that water was moving inland. But um, I don't have that much time right now <laughs> to do that. So, but. Fun things, uh, fun things that you could do. No, that. no, that that that's yeah, that's so insane. Just imagine this flood would have been. Imagine the Amazon River, right? The river with the highest discharge in the world today, times that by a thousand, an, an order of magnitude of three, three, you know, uh, one thousand times more than the modern day Amazon River uh, during this flood. Yeah, in, insane. And then again, yeah, you're you're talking. Over a foot an hour is what the coastline would be moving. So, like That's Jesse said, nuts. yeah, you're you're sitting there at the beach and you're like, oh, tides come in. All right, got to move my chair back. Got to move my chair back. <laughs> move my... Like, water, you know, you'd water. start in Ocean City, New Jersey. You'd end up in like Cinnamonson <laughs> by the end of the day. Cinnamonson. You're oh, you're sorry. starting in, you're starting along the, the the Jersey coast, and then you end up in Philadelphia. Yeah, by, by like, but. By the end of the week, no, uh, actually, yeah. actually, that's only a, that's only like a twenty-five foot difference. So that that yeah, you're right. If you were in Cape May, by the end of the day, you'd be in Philly. If you had to keep walking to stay above that, that's crazy. um, jeez, uh, I'm looking at some other things. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see, the water is flooding into the Western Mediterranean. Uh, it was that's probably where the worst the most damage was done uh 
the rates of the Mediterranean being filled were uh, the flood was uh, big enough to trigger substantial seismicity. There was a res result was large landslides that created tsunamis with wave heights reaching a hundred meters. What? See that, that which is which is uh. 330 correct, feet correct me if i'm wrong like that's pretty much as big as they can get that the physics would allow on the planet for water like i uh, i want to say 100 uh, meters i thought that the i thought that um the chicxulub tsunami was bigger than that May, possibly all right maybe but at some point the uh properties of water and the properties of gravity on our planet dictate that waves can't get bi any bigger than this sustained waves i should say like a tsunami i mean i don't know the numbers off the top of my head um but uh you call yourself a coastal geomorphologist <laughs> <laughs> um geez there was a what most no, I was talking about mega. Here's a, a website talking about mega tsunamis. Most notable example, uh, they're talking about like when when um, like an asteroid or a landslide hits a body of water. The most notable example of this was the 1958 uh, Latoya Bay mega tsunami in Alaska. A landslide caused by an earthquake crashed into the bay, causing a wave approximately 525 meters high. Wow! Yeah, 17. <clears throat> 1700 feet tall yeah if you look or at the, the, Empire look at the State shape Building. of the bay you can see how it just like funnels and it's just a big like, horseshoe and they have dead trees you know a thousand feet up the cliff sides that's insane like knocked over tree yeah there was uh i think there was two fishermen on a boat that survived it got a boy oh was it that one i i saw uh some yeah. on the discovery channel about that i'm on a boat on a, yeah, I just watched the Norwegian disaster movie about the the wave. Yeah, last night. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Seen it a few times. It's good. Recommend it. There you go. Need to watch the follow up, the sequel, which is the Quake, which is about an earthquake in Oslo. <gasps> is that Whoa. the one with the the girl and the glass? Yeah, and you oh, can see man. the. The earth rippling. They nope. do. They, they. I mean, the the wave Bolin is is really good. Like it's, you know, they, it's done very very well. Two thumbs up as we turn this into my movie review corner. Love it. <sighs> um, so I, I should say that uh, some people also. So we said that it filled up in like two years, ninety at least. Uh, most recent article um, was claiming, was not claiming, but suggesting that the Mediterranean Sea filled up in like 90% of it filled up in like two years. Uh, but some other people think that it might have taken as long as 10,000 years. So, uh, yeah, so not as uh, not as drastic there. Ah, but again, throw that out. That you're talking geologically still fast, man. Pretty fast. And like Jesse said, imagine you're that critter that's there. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, I just adapted to this salty stuff. Now I'm dead. 
Yeah. And and that's a, and there is evidence that the the entire Mediterranean did not dry up. There were still they were still finding fossils like marine fossils pretty much for the whole correlation. It just drastically shrunk. Um so there were still pockets of water there. It wasn't like you could walk well, maybe you could. I don't know how there's still it was, pockets, but no, it, it didn't like dry up a hundred percent, right? But it kind of turned into like a yeah. There, there were still, I guess you could say, like it, it separated into like some smaller lakes, maybe from like some of the yeah, and 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 that's that I've seen. and I don't think there's enough cores or enough correlation to figure out if uh, how contiguous contiguous it was across the med. Like, was it just one long? thin lake or was it a bunch well, of small like, lakes uh, wow this is pretty amazing uh let's see and uh the mediterranean sea was uh it was between 1500 and 2700 meters below sea level when it was all dried up and that's like uh <laughs> death valley that's like yeah. way way that's deeper than death to valley. Is like death valley yeah yeah um yeah yeah it's uh it's pretty intense um so what's he i'm trying to find uh geez the water was flowing at 300 kilometers an hour yeah i'll I'll knock you over it's like a fire hose but a fire hose the size of a fire hose on crack a major city (laughs) yeah (laughs) Like that's how that's how intense it was. Now, what I'm trying to find, I don't know. Have you guys find any numbers about uh, how much sea level dropped when the Mediterranean Sea opened up? Is it globally 20 meters? Does that sound about right? I want to say, yeah, that sounds about right. But that's crazy. I, I did not find that, but that sounds huge. That's a lot of water to displace. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't that much. Maybe it was. Uh, I thought it was like two, but. Yeah, I'm looking at something that might. I've got to read it like a little better, but. Uh, Anywho, it like it, it had an influence six, globally. Six and a half meters or so globally. Yeah, maybe six meters globally. That's, that probably sounds a little better. Um. Anyways. Uh, yeah, you could actually see a drop in sea level, whatever the number is. Um, I gotta, I gotta look into that a little more, but whatever that number is, it, uh, it had a sizable drop in global sea level when the Mediterranean sea formed for sure. Crazy. Yeah. So, uh, surfs up should have, uh, should have had us following those pesky homo sapiens showed up a little earlier. And And like I said, maybe they did. Just the genus, the whole genus of Homo should have been there and just, you know, on, on surfboards and just been interesting to see some uh, like Neanderthals and surfboards. They were they were eating some uh, briny shrimp and then got devastated. Who do we have? What were the, yeah, some Homo erectus just on surfboard. I don't know. This is going <laughs> <over>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, Australopithecus. Uh, was before it's like the offshoot of really of homo at like three million australopithecus 
Gets you about about four million. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So it's probably Australopithecus that's surfing. All right. Well, they had the uh, the wherewithal and the ability to make up uh, to build surfboards. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, I think this might lead us to the most important question of the podcast. Well, uh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, <laughs> I I will say that we didn't talk about, and we we could, should save this for, <clears throat> you know, uh, um, uh, a different episode, maybe next week, or maybe we'll take a break between the Mediterranean episodes. But the other side of the Mediterranean is super interesting as well, where <clears throat> it enters the Black Sea of the Bosphorus Straits. So in Turkey there. And do you have periods where the, the Bosphorus may or may not have shut off or been <clears throat> um, deluged with flooding? And there's some thought that like the, the oral history of flooding of the Black Sea is, is the inspiration for the story of Noah. Ah, okay. Oh, so, I mean, the Bosphorus, the Bosphorus Sill is really interesting, too, because basically you have this, they're really narrow, two miles wide. It's in Turkey, modern-day Turkey. Um, it's this little, little narrow <clears throat> strait connecting the Black Sea and the Mediterranean. And it's a sill, but it, there's some thought that, it, you know, it, it got shut yeah. off or turned on. Is that the Deandrelis Straits? No, you're uh, you're thinking of the Dardanelles. Thank you. Um, Yeah. yeah, So the Bosphorus is different from the Dardanelles. Is that the one near Istanbul? Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah. So the Dardanelles are in also in Greek, also in Turkey. Sorry. before you get yeah it's like you go through the Dardanelles then you go through Istanbul yeah Yeah. I I mean that just just looking at a basic map makes total sense there's something weird too I can't think of this is why I don't want to get too too deep into it there's something weird with the flow within the Bosphorus as well where like you have um saltier Mediterranean water that that sits lower and is flowing in and, and fresh water from the Black Sea flowing out something something strange like that anyway just want to just want to mention that the, the, the Mediterranean is super interesting because you have you know we could we could also talk about like um, the what's the big uh, caldera there off of Greece mm, um, we just talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast yeah Oh, it is Santorini. Oh, that's right. Santorini. Yeah. So there, I mean, it's, there's a lot going on. I mean, the Mediterranean's closing. Did we talk about that? Mm. How Africa's running into Europe. Yeah. So it's actually closing. Anyway. Take take that um, Europe. If I'm going to take us out on anything, there's only one song that can take us out. Please tell me me it's the one I'm thinking of. I got a song too that I'm thinking of. It's got to be "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls" by TLC. Oh, are you kidding uh, me? No. What were you thinking? By the Beach Boys? No, I was going to say "When the Levee Breaks" 
Ah, by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, this makes up. We have three songs for you. Wow. <laughs> three, song to take us out. three totally different, <laughs> yeah, totally yeah, different genres and everything. Yeah. Last Holy week we had cow. nothing. It's the first week in the history. <laughs> yeah. It was a historic week last week. Jesse was stumped on the uh, the song to take yeah. us out with. Yeah. But anyways, I'm not gonna lie, it threw me off for like days. It wasn't right. <laughs> I, I fell into a deep depression after. <laughs> I, I wasn't that, that bad, but it definitely <laughs> definitely was off. I didn't get out of bed for three days actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, well, everyone, um, I guess uh, well do this again in the beginning of the next episode i should have done this in the beginning but uh little little bit of announcement to make with the uh with the geology flannel cast here um in terms of our patreon page we are making a little change to the patreon page where we are now uh we realized that the, all of the podcast episodes are no longer available we hit over that 100 mark and uh we don't have the, all the episodes available anymore for the podcast the flannel cast is getting too big. Basically, is what, what's happening. It's a, it's a good problem. We have. <laughs> yeah, we're at one one forty four today. One episode one hundred and forty four. Goodness gracious! Uh, I'm announcing uh, we a gross, if you will. Ooh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, we have all of the. I'm currently in the process of uploading all of the geology flannel cast episodes to the Patreon page. So if you become even the lowest tiered member, uh, the talc talc tiered member, uh, you will have access to all of the uh, all of the geology flannel cast podcast episodes. So just another incentive to uh, to join the Patreon if you enjoy the if you've been listening to us for a while and you really enjoy the podcast. We ask please become a Patreon member. Uh, helps us out just with costs for equipment and keeping the keeping the podcast up and. And all that stuff. We really appreciate all the the current Patreon members that that are out there now, hanging out, Ooh. listening to the podcast, joining us every week. But hang on um, one second, really- though. If if you are a new Patreon member, obviously you listen to at least one or two episodes before becoming a Patreon. Our first episode, second episode, <laughs> our, our first <laughs> few episodes, the sound quality was, you know. We're learning. We did the, we did the best we could. We're learning. We're learning. <laughs> There's still some good material there, but oh yeah, yeah, the material's good. The sound quality is. We're learning. Crap. It was it was uh 2014 actually, yeah it was yeah, the 2014 beginning of 2014 winter of yeah early 2014 is when we, we started the podcast. Would you, would you like me to tell you the date of the first recording? January 17th, 2014. It was a cloudy, was cool. windy day. Yeah. <laughs> These were angry that day, my friend. A cold day in Philadelphia when we recorded that episode. Yeah. But we had some beverages to warm us up and it was all yep. made up for it. Um, but anyways, so if you become uh so all Patreon members have uh access or are going to where I'm in the process of uploading it right now. Hopefully by the end of the week I'll have all of them up and running, but you'll have access to all 144 episodes of the geology flannel cast uh and also i just uh, uploaded a bunch of videos this week the, the patreon's been very been very active with the uh, the patreon page this week so we have extras on there there's extra material so if you enjoy the in the flannel case if you just can't get enough of the flannel cast and you want to see some more of the flannel cast uh we go over after we're done with the podcast we go over on the patreon and uh talk about some more stuff before today we talked for a good 45 minutes before recording today yeah it was awesome yeah talked about uh good old sicker point 
Yeah. Scotland. Yeah. I laddie. Um, so anyways, uh, if you've been listening to while yes, please, you know, if you, if you're able to help us out with the, uh, the Patreon, we appreciate, uh, every little bit we can also geology We got some merch on there. Get yourself a geology flannel cast mug, uh, makes your coffee taste 20% better. You can find that at geology You get some stickers on there too. Uh, if you get some stickers and uh you're out in the out in the wild uh take a picture of your the some rock outcrops you see with some geology flannel cast stickers in the background send them over to us and uh we'll post them up on our instagram page twitter and all all that fun stuff so uh and we're we're in the works the design phase if you will of getting some Beer something mugs. else something else let's just leave it let's leave it for the uh, let's leave a surprise there are there are All some right. other things in the works right now um but anyways uh that's about it so uh also send us some uh, geology questions on uh on geologyfinalcast.com every once in a while we do an episode listener question episode we answer your amazing geology questions so send them over please we love them they're fun really fun episodes uh we do that uh, I think that's about it. Did I miss anything? No. Take care. Brush your hair. And uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We love you. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for stopping by.